Shut up and sit down. Hello everybody, once again, welcome to the Booker Man podcast. My name is Alec Burnett, the Booker Man of DOA Wrestling, and uh, we're going to be looking at a few different things today. We're going to be talking through um, a lot has happened this week uh, in the world of wrestling, so we're going to be talking through some of that. Uh, we've also got a interview with DOA Adrenaline Division Champion Dexter to come in this show. I want to talk a little bit about... Um, exactly what's been going on this week we'll jump straight into it with the biggest news of the week in my opinion uh, and that big news is uh, is Bobby Lashley so Bobby Lashley became the WWE champion uh, defeating the Miz on Monday Night Raw so um, I've seen a few people most people seem pretty pretty happy with this um, I think it's great I think Lashley's been uh, booked incredibly strongly over the last 12 months or so uh, which is great I've always he's always had a, a fantastic look and a presence about him but I think this is arguably the best run of his career um, I know he he turned a lot of heads and, and had a really good run over in uh, impact in TNA but this uh, this seems feels like um, he's finally kind of found that uh, that extra gear uh, and it's it's been really really impressive, and they've they've kept him really really strong. Um, the Miz being used as a transitional champion, um, he's the guy to do that. Um, if they'd have tried that with anyone else as a transition, uh, I don't think it would have worked. People would have felt bad for the person getting a one week title run, but that doesn't that doesn't really work for the Miz. You know, everyone knows that um, you know Miz is a hard working guy. But um, he's not really seen as a main event guy anymore. So uh, I think it worked to get the title off of Drew onto Bobby Lashley. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I think the, the ratings reflected uh, what they did uh, worked. It kept people invested in Raw from the very start, knowing that they were going to get this WWE Championship match. And, uh, and let's face it, we don't get WWE title matches on free TV very much anymore. So it was a big deal. Um, and and the right thing happened, in my opinion. Um, my main concern now really is is WrestleMania. So I feel like Bobby Lashley deserves this title run, and it feels as though maybe it's being set up as a way for Drew to win the title back at WrestleMania in front in front of fans. Um, that's what I've heard, uh, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but. We have had a year of Drew, whether it's been in front of fans or not, we've had a year of Drew McIntyre as champion. Uh, it doesn't feel massively fresh right now. Um, and Bobby Lashley does feel fresh. And I think potentially you are inviting some fan backlash uh, if at WrestleMania he, he beats Lashley and ends Lashley's run after like four weeks or so. Um because it will be obvious it was only put in place to give Drew his moment. Um, so I think that, that maybe uh, maybe that's that could backfire uh, on them um, uh, with people rooting for, for Lashley. Because let's face it, Lashley was positioned very much as, uh, as the babyface against Miz. Uh, everyone wanted to see him um, get his hands on the Miz, who was clearly positioned as the heel in that scenario. So I think it's going to be going to be really interesting what they do. Uh, I think they've booked themselves into a corner uh, with that. 
because I personally, I'm a big fan of Drew McIntyre. I think he's, I think he's really good, but um, I really want to see a proper run for Bobby Lashley as the WWE champion. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I myself, if that match is the one that we're going to get, I'd like to see Lashley retain. I don't think that's very likely. Um, in an ideal world, I would have said before that there was a possibility that someone else faces Lashley, potentially uh, Brock Lesnar return, as which has also been rumoured. Um, I think if that was the case, then the WWE would have held off on the uh, the Sheamus versus Drew match, which was also on Raw and which was very good. They would have held off on that until WrestleMania, so Drew could have had a match with Sheamus, and that program uh, could have could have kept running. Um, so that would have been uh, the way that I would have saw things going with Sheamus against Drew McIntyre, and then uh, Lashley against Lesnar. Which, in an ideal world, that would have been would have been great. But again, even if even if we got Lashley and Lesnar, you're still in a corner because Lesnar at this point. Um, Let's not forget, this is the guy that, that ended uh, the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. But Lesnar has lost several times at WrestleMania now. Um, and he needs, in my opinion, he needs to be rehabilitated a bit if he comes back. So he needs to pick up a win. But Lashley, again, can't afford to lose. So you're in a corner whichever way you look at it. I personally think that the Sheamus and Drew feud has been rushed to a conclusion because we are now going to get Drew against Lashley. Um, and hopefully, if that is the case, Lashley retains and then Sheamus and Drew can pick up their feud after WrestleMania and Lashley can move on to a, a different program, maybe against someone like um, like The Fiend, maybe. Um, I can't really think of any other top main event guys off the top of my head for for Lashley to, to go against Randy Orton maybe uh, would be would be interesting uh, to see that but yeah that's kind of them booking themselves into a little bit of a corner I don't think you're going to please everybody with uh, with a Lashley Drew main event um, but the same could be said for uh, for Edge against Roman because the sentimental favourite going into that is Edge obviously Everyone was buzzing for him to come back and really happy to see him um, return at the Royal Rumble last year, Royal Rumble, and then again win the Rumble this year. And now he's going against Roman Reigns. And, and let's face it, Roman Reigns on top has been fantastic. And I almost feel like it's too soon for them to take the belt off Reigns. But then you kill all of Edge's momentum dead um, if he if he loses. So um, they've booked themselves into a bit of a corner there as well. Uh, this week's SmackDown was the the cage match between Jey Uso and uh, and Daniel Bryan, with Daniel Bryan uh, earning himself a championship match against Reigns at Fastlane. Now that's a potential spanner in the works. Can I see Daniel Bryan winning that? No, uh, I don't think they're going to take the title off Reigns um, just a few weeks before WrestleMania. But still, um, if that does not end with a clean finish, potentially we go into WrestleMania with a Reigns-Edge-Brian triple threat match whereby uh, Edge can... You, basically, you've got that third man in there to give Reigns or Edge an out by not getting pinned. So Edge could 
pin Brian and Reigns loses the title but has not been pinned and vice versa Reigns can pin Brian and Edge still has not uh, not lost so um, potentially that may be where they're going because I can't see a position for Brian if he's not inserted into that match and into that main event he doesn't have a program elsewhere on the show um, to, to be involved in so I think um, I think that's a distinct possibility that we end up with a triple threat Um and and uh, uh, let's face it, Reigns, Brian, and Edge would would put on a great match. But I am a stickler for a singles match for the title. So, um, but either way, both championship matches for me uh, are booked into a little bit of a corner because um, it's a win-win slash lose-lose scenario. Uh, I think for both. Uh, what else has happened this week? Um, NXT, uh, a couple of really good matches on NXT. Uh, Bala. Uh, Finn Balor against uh, Roderick Strong was uh, was really good, expectedly so. Uh, and also a tag match between uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, non-title, uh, against uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa was, uh, was really good as well. I think Burch and Lorcan are a really talented team, but they just lack personality, which was um, what Pat McAfee gave them. So it was a shame when he was uh, no longer on TV. So um, let's hope that uh, let's hope that he's back soon to to add a bit more um, personality to Birch Lorcan and and also Pete Dunn. Um, I saw some pictures posted this week of the um, sort of physical transformation of Pete Dunn, uh, which is which has been fantastic, and he's looking in, in really good shape. Just wish he'd uh, he'd sort his uh, his tan out because it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but regardless of that, he's, uh, he's obviously put himself into into really good shape. Uh, NXT UK. I know last week they had the big tag title change with um, I'm forgetting there. Pretty deadly, is it? Pretty deadly. Um, they won the uh, the NXT Tag Team Championships, and they're they're a good team. Um, Lewis Howley, really talented guy. Seen him on uh, on a lot of shows. Um, both guys um, really good and uh, and yeah that's that was uh, that got a lot of rave reviews um, I enjoyed it uh, I still sort of struggle with the uh, with the setting for NXT UK I don't know what it is but it just feels a little bit lifeless um, sometimes but uh, that can't be helped in the current climate and uh, this week Kaylee Ray against uh, Maiko Satamura was uh, was on the the show. I've not had a chance to check that out but I heard it was incredibly good. So uh, and that's to be expected as well but I've not had a chance to check that one out yet but will be doing so. Um so hopefully that lives up to the the hype that I've heard. Uh what else? Um AEW uh, had their big crossroads episode of uh, of Dynamite and um <laughs> Not that much that I really want to talk about on here. Um, Tully Blanchard having a match uh, <laughs> six man in the six man was uh, was pretty crazy. I think it's interesting what they've done there with um, bringing back Sean Spears and sort of throwing up the four fingers as if it's going to be kind of four horsemen rehash with JJ Dillon there as well. Arn Anderson appearing. It's interesting to see. I think if they do go down that road. I would like to see them do it with Cody. So Arn bringing Cody across as the the kind of the Ric Flair of the group. Uh, FTR as the the tag team. Sean Spears as the uh, uh, as the well, unfortunately the the fourth guy <laughs> that uh, that is still very solid and very good. And I think uh, that as a as a 
a, a four-person group managed by Tully, JJ, and Arn to give it the the credibility. Um, I think would be would be really really good without someone like Cody. Um, I'm not sure who would be the best fit to be the kind of standout guy because I don't see Sean Spears breaking into the main event at any time uh, anytime soon. Uh, Shaq Shaquille O'Neal was in a a tag team match <laughs> um, with Jade Cargill uh, against Cody and Red Velvet and uh, the table spot was good Shaq going through the tables that was cool um, right but my <laughs> okay so my main issue and I don't do these to slag things off but my main issue in this match um, was actually the powerbomb from Shaq so Shaq powerbombed Cody and it looked great and he did the little taunt at the start which looked like a, a tribute to, uh, to to Brody Lee which was a nice touch and delivers the powerbomb. He then, he then instantly sort of taunts Cody who jabs him in the eye and gets straight back up on his feet and just basically no-sold this fucking powerbomb from someone who's seven foot tall. I mean, I've seen people no-selling moves before but this was ridiculous ridiculous i mean come on be honest with me uh should someone the size of cody be practically fucking dead from a powerbomb from a seven footer well yeah absolutely you should um fair enough it's not the finish but i think you could um you could have done this in a different way um could have been one of the moments where Cody manages to, to get to the corner while Shaq's taunting, gets to the corner, makes the tag. We go into some some the girl stuff, but he should have been selling that power bomb for longer. And he basically just gets right back up to his feet with a poke to the eye and slams Shaq. So it's not like he just got back up to his feet. He got back up to his feet and slammed a seven footer seconds after getting getting power bombed, and that's fucking ridiculous. Um, and quite frankly, it turned me off the whole fucking match after that point. I was like, what's the point? Because nothing anyone's doing means anything at all. Um, it actually pissed me off and I got quite <laughs> quite angry and uh, and had to come back to the, the show a little bit later. Um, but it's not like me being a, an angry potato at all, is it? <laughs> um, the Revolution pay-per-view is uh, is this Sunday so when you listen to this uh, on Saturday so it'll be 24 hours or so away um, big show Paul White debuted on Dynamite and uh, and announced that at uh, Evolution he got the name wrong <laughs> he would uh, be unveiling a new signing for uh, for AEW and it was a Hall of Fame worthy acquisition um, which is quite interesting uh, it's also been confirmed that it's not um, the mystery person that's going to be in the ladder match. So this is an additional um, mystery person that's going to be debuting and coming to the ring and signing a multi-year contract in the ring. So that's interesting. Um, that's interesting. So I don't know who that could be. He says Hall of Fame worthy. So that would indicate there's someone that's not already in the Hall of Fame. Um, but that's quite a wide margin. The instant reaction is people like Lesnar and Punk and and so I, I just can't see it. I just hope for AEW's sake that it is a big name um, that lives up to the hype because 
the issue that TNA had for so many years was uh, Dixie Carter would would say on so many occasions, we've got someone coming in that's going to change the face of wrestling. And then uh, I remember she said those exact words and then it got to the pay-per-view and it was the debut of Tommy Dreamer. And it's like, that's not, you know, you can't mislead the fans um, with that kind of stuff. It's the boy who cried wolf. You keep saying that it's going to be something massive and eventually people are going to stop paying attention when you say uh, these things. So uh, I hope for AEW's sake that it is a big, big name. Uh, Again, I'm not sure who it could be. I don't think it will be CM Punk signing a multi-year contract. I don't see it being Brock Lesnar, personally. Um, Lesnar has notoriously um, fed other places off against Vince McMahon to get the highest price from Vince I can't see him going elsewhere Um, plus to be honest Lesnar against who what's your big match there Lesnar against Omega well Lesnar's probably not going to work an Omega style match Um, Moxley famously said that he hated working with Lesnar at the Wrestlemania that they did so I mean I don't know I can't really see that many big um, big matches do bring Lesnar in to have matches against the likes of Lance Archer and, uh, and Brian Cage and, and guys like that, maybe. But it just doesn't seem like big marquee matches for someone like Lesnar. Um, so yeah, I can't see it being either of those guys, if I'm honest. Um, perhaps someone, I saw it suggested, maybe it's someone like like Bully Ray, Bubba Dudley, um, what that would be would be cool. I don't think that's the huge, huge name that they're they're uh, they're hyping it to be. I don't think that's going to get the response that they're looking for. Um, although Bully Ray is uh, is really good, so who knows? Uh, definitely intrigued though to see uh, to see what's going to happen with that. So uh, let's run down the uh, the Revolution card. Uh, what is it that I'm going to be watching? Um, I've decided that I am going to check this show out on Monday and I'm going to be bringing a very special um, Monday edition of the Booker Man podcast. Um, we, we're going to try and stick to Saturdays. Uh, so there will be a, a Saturday show next week. Um, but I'm going to bring a little bonus um, episode where I'm going to be talking through the uh, the Revolution show. And uh, I'm going to be reviewing it. So I'm actually going to have to sit down and watch possibly four hours of AEW. And the thought is giving me heartburn, to be perfectly honest. But we shall we shall see. So the pre-show match, the buy-in as they call it. I'm not sure I'll watch that. <laughs> but it's Riho and Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker and Rebel. Um, yeah, Britt Baker's improved. Uh, Thunder Rosa I do really like Riho I can't support she's got kind of doilies around her wrist and weighs as much as my little toe so I can't I don't know I just can't get behind it um, hopefully in that one Thunder Rosa uh, takes the win for for her team and uh, and can go on to do more stuff as a singles uh, I'm just going to read these in order. I've got them written here, so they might not be um, in sort of importance order, but I've just looked this up on uh, on Google, so I'm just going to have a quick look and see what we've got on the card. So uh, Young Bucks defending the tag championships against MJF and Chris Jericho. Um, this could be really good um, if MJF and Jericho don't just do a, a Young Bucks match, which is basically Young Bucks do very similar things in most of their matches and uh, 
hopefully it's um, it's good. It has potential to be to be really good. So I like MJF Jericho when he uh, when he's motivated and, and wants to be. Cam still uh, I think still can um, put in a, a shift. So hopefully this will be really good. I can't see them moving the tag titles off of the Young Bucks just yet. So I think MJF and Jericho and that continues the kind of they lose and it continues the dissension within um, within the inner circle as well. So. Um, I think the Young Bucks will win that one. Um, and for storyline's sake, I think that uh, that they probably should. Uh, next up is another tag match, um, which is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz in a street fight against TNT champion Darby Allen and Sting. Um, this should be interesting. Um, Sting coming back is always going to be pretty cool. But... I don't know. I can't see it being great. I can't see it being long. Um, and hopefully it's all well and good. We we see Sting do some stuff, hit a few Stinger splashes and, and things, but I hope he doesn't do anything stupid. Um, but then again, you know, he knows his own body. He knows what he's capable of. So uh, so hopefully hopefully it's, it's good. Uh, Darby Allen is someone that, that I like um, despite his, his small size because at least while he is small, he does sort of throw himself into everything. So he, he looks like he's really trying to to put some force behind what he's doing because he's smaller. Um, whereas other small guys just look like they're doing everything the same as everybody else, which means it would probably hurt less. Whereas Darby Allen kind of throws himself into stuff, which I like. Uh, Team Taz, uh, Brian Cage, I'm not a fan of. Um, not a fan of at all, um, to be honest. And... But Ricky Starks, I am. I think Ricky Starks is really good, and I think he's a good promo. He's, he's got a lot of um, personality, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. So I hope um, that we see some good stuff out of him, uh, and perhaps he goes into a one-on-one program with Darby Allen following this, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting night, and everyone's going to be watching closely to see how much Sting does in this one. Um, Hikaru Shida versus. Ryo Mizunami who I'm not massively familiar with I only know Shida from her AEW work, I've not watched any of the uh, the Japanese side of the bracket for um, for this tournament that they've been running um, what little I've seen uh, Mizunami seems seems alright uh, that should be okay I'm sure it'll be really good if you like that kind of thing Um yeah, I'm not massively excited about it, but who knows? Um, it might surprise me. Um, hopefully it does. Uh, Adam Page, hangman Adam Page against Matt Hardy. Uh, big money Matt in uh, a match where the winner takes the other's first quarter earnings. Um, yeah, I, I don't really need to see Matt Hardy anymore. Um, I think he's he peaked several years ago. His in-ring stuff, in my opinion, peaked as Matt Hardy version one back in 2003. But him as a as a character peaked previously with the, the broken stuff. Um, he he will never get over like he did with that um, ever again. I think he's past his prime now. And um, Adam Page is above this feud, in my opinion. The feud's been stupid. Uh, it's not made any sense, really. Uh, some of the backstage skits have been painful. Uh, Adam Page sort of rejecting or revealing that he didn't sign that contract and Matt Hardy shocked 
and then the guy from Private Party attacking Adam Page dressed as a mascot. Well, why would that happen unless Matt Hardy already knew, which they're saying that he didn't already know that Adam Page hadn't signed the contract. So if he didn't know, then why would he have had an attack already set up? It's, yeah, it just um, took me right out of it. Uh, hopefully Adam Page picks up the win um, clean and moves on from it into a, into a new program. I'm not sure against who, but uh, again, I'd like to see him mixing up with with someone like Ricky Starks. Maybe uh, would be would be interesting, or uh, or someone like MJF. Maybe. Uh, next up is the ladder match, um, which I think is the number one contender to the TNT Championship. So this person's going to go into a program probably with Darby Allen, or at least one match. And who have we got in this? Uh, Cody. Okay, I guess if he's not doing anything else. Uh, Scorpio Sky, who I'm a fan of. Um, Penta, uh, who I'm not a fan of particularly. Um, Lance Archer, seems a strange place to put him. Um, Max Caster. Okay. Um, Trying to remember who that is. Oh, that's the dude from the from the tag team, um, yeah, and uh, and to be announced. So there's going to be a uh, a sixth person in this. That's going to be a, a mystery. Rumor is it's um, Ethan Page, who formerly was in uh, Impact Wrestling uh, as the t- in the tag team the North. Um, rumor is it's him. Uh, I know he parted ways with uh, with Impact negatively. So whether that will affect things for him going forward with the relationship that uh, the AEW has with um, with Impact I don't know but who knows um, rumour is it's him so um, which would be a decent match for him to debut in uh, I'll tell you what I really miss though I miss, I miss ladder matches and that sounds strange because I'm hyping up a ladder match and we see them all the time but I miss one on one ladder matches because at the moment, ladder matches are just used when they've got a bunch of people, chuck them in the ring, a bunch of ladders, everyone does some crazy shit, and uh, and yeah, everyone throws shit at the wall and sees what sticks, and, and that's okay um, if you like that kind of thing. But I miss real one-on-one ladder matches, ones where you can really tell a story. Uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Uh, the Rock and Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship in a one-on-one ladder match was really good. I remember that one being really good. Um, Jericho and Shawn Michaels in, I think, 2008 for the World Championship was also really, really good. Ladder match, one-on-one. I think you can tell a story and build to those big um, ladder moments instead of just everyone going... 100 mile an hour and, and you've got crazy ladder spots from minute 1 to minute 15 or, or however long it goes one on one ladder matches I think can tell a tremendous story um, in ways that you can't tell in other matches um, so I'd like to see one on one ladder matches become a thing again uh, with the right feud um, but now you see the problem is people expect all the crazy straight out the gate with ladder matches so I think you'd need to almost re-educate on what a ladder match can be Uh, but I'd like to see that Uh, another tag match uh, Miro and Kip Sabian uh, against uh, against Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy Um, well Kip you're a dick if you're listening (laughs) love you 
<laughs> Kip and Miro. Uh, yeah, I was a big Rusev fan. I think there's still big time potential for him to be a bit of a, a monster and a real force um, as a solo act in uh, in AEW. I don't think necessarily the relationship with Kip is a, is going to be a, a much longer. Um, one for for Miro I think maybe when crowds come back we'll see a face turn out of Miro uh, down the line of the Rusev Day stuff um, where Miro the best man steps out but that'll be good it'll give a chance to work with Kip one on one would be nice uh, I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan I'm not a Chuck Taylor fan um, so I did like Trent Trent was probably the best one of the team but he's out injured so uh, I can see why this match is, is happening and um, for me, I think Miro should in this just dominate, um, dominate. Maybe Kip sneaks in, gets the win. When Miro's done all the damage, makes Kip look like a, a sort of Weasley guy, which which is what you want. He celebrates with Penelope Ford, uh, and Miro's a little bit kind of nose out of joint but at least they won so you plant a few seeds there uh, would maybe be nice but knowing AEW Orange Cassidy will go over um, yeah because fuck it uh, what's next the oh there's a tag team battle royal because it's AEW so of course we've got to have a battle royal here somewhere um, who's in this right Bear Country okay so I've seen those guys on Dark um, and they actually look okay. Uh, I quite enjoy the, the look, and I think um, something could be done with those guys. So, yeah, Bear Country. Okay, cool. Uh, the Dark Order team of Silver and Reynolds. Okay, yeah, fine. Dark Order team of um, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Right, okay. Uh, Dark Order team of Alan Angels and Preston Vance. Are they the, the numbered guys? One of those ten I can't remember. Um, but three Dark Order teams are in there. So in that theory, surely they should be teaming up as six people, eliminating everybody and winning. In theory, the logic says that Dark Order will win this then. <laughs> so obviously they won't because AEW doesn't believe in logic. Um, Santana and Ortiz are in there. Now, realistically, I'd like to see them win this and hopefully they will. I feel like they've been massively... Uh, underbooked, so you hardly ever see them in matches, um, and they were brought in as a big deal when when AEW started. And I'd like to see them move into a program with the Young Bucks. Maybe um, would be would be really good. So I think they're probably one of the favourites in this. Uh, Butcher and Blade, I think are a good team. I'd, I'd quite like them, but I can't see them winning this. Um, Private Party, very overrated in my opinion. Um, stupid outfits. A lot of their stuff misses. Yeah, not a fan. Um, can't see them winning this either. Top flight, uh, good young, um, good young guys. But again, can't see them winning this. Pack and uh, Ray Phoenix or Phoenix, however you want to say it. That seems strange. You would have thought that Pack would have been in the ladder match, and then Phoenix would have tagged with Penta as the Lucha Bros in this. Not sure why that's the other way around. Seems like a little bit of a waste of of pack uh, when I'd like to see him be um, further up the up the card uh, Varsity Blondes again good tag team but can't see them winning this uh, Matt Seidel and his brother 
Um, so Seidel Brothers. Uh, yeah, again, a decent tag team. It's a decent tag division, um, to be fair, but it doesn't feel like it. it I feel like um, I see a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, anyway, uh, I can't see them winning either. Kaz and Daniels, did they drop the uh, curiosity? Uh, I don't know who I'm asking because I'm sat here talking to myself, but did they drop the um, if we lose, we'll split up thing with them? Does this count as it's a battle royal? So if they don't win, they're going to split up? Because if that's the case, they're probably the favourites. Um, I'm not sure. Um, answers on a postcard. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall as the Nightmare family. Uh, okay, yeah, they're not going to win it. Again, a bit of a waste of, uh, of Dustin, in my opinion. Um, he could be doing so much more. Uh, Luther and Serpentico. Yeah, Luther on pay-per-view, baby. Luther being the fucking drizzling shits. My God. is there Has there ever been anyone worse on uh, worldwide television than Luther? Fuck. I very nearly considered giving up on this um, review of Revolution based on the fact I'm going to have to watch fucking Luther. Ugh, okay, um, they're not going to win. Hopefully they're out very quickly. Uh, the Gun Club, Austin Gunn and Billy Gunn. Yeah, they're, that's a fun team to put in there. Billy Gunn will tower over everybody because um, the man is fucking huge. Uh, yeah, but they're, that's a good good, uh, good team. Um, pretty picture. Let's have a look who that is. Uh, that's Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Don't know who he is. I might have seen him. I might not. But yeah, jobber team, clearly. Uh, and then Jurassic Express, which I'm guessing is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in this. Um, so where the fuck is FTR? From the look of this, they've not been announced for this match. But didn't they just beat Jurassic Express? Why would they not be in this? Fuck. You literally have the best tag team in the entire world. And they're not on the pay-per-view. Unless we're going to see something with the, the group. And that's going to play into uh, into this event. Maybe that's the, the case. And if that is, then, then great. Um, but otherwise, why would they not be in there? Who knows? And then the main event, Kenny Omega defending the AEW Championship against John Moxie in an exploding barbed wire match. I can't think of anything I want to watch less than another John Moxley main event brawl with added explosions. <sighs> okay, unless someone loses a fucking limb, this has been a big waste of time. Yeah, I will watch it out of morbid curiosity I think um, but the fact that they're taking gimmick matches from shit shows in, in Japan deathmatch stuff exploding fucking barbed wire again if no one loses a limb what was the fucking point uh, I will watch it and I will let everyone know exactly what I think I could be pleasantly surprised and, it, it, and I enjoy it who knows um, I like the idea of Kenny Omega's gimmick. Uh, I like Don Callis. Um, I like the idea of it more than I like the execution. I think he's a shit promo. I think he's, he's really overrated as a performer and he's fucking annoying. But, you know, who knows? 
this may surprise me. So I will reserve judgment on this uh, on this match, and uh, and come back and, and listen to me um, tell you exactly what I thought on uh, on Monday on the uh, on the Booker Man podcast. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, you can uh, like the Booker Man podcast on Facebook. There'll be a Twitter account open soon as well. Uh, also. Um, remember to like and subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening to the Book of Man podcast as well. Uh, but now what we're going to do, uh, I think we've covered everything that's happened this week. Uh, we're going to take a listen with uh, to my interview that was done a few days ago uh, with the DOA Adrenaline Division champion Dexter. It was actually the first podcast that he's ever done. So uh, we're going to head over to that now. We're going to take a listen to my chat with Dexter. Guys, I am now joined with the one and only DOA Adrenaline Division champion, longest reigning, I think, probably due to a pandemic, but I think that is a record. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Dexter is joining me now. How you doing, buddy? Yo, yeah, I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad the weather's taken a turn, uh, sun's shining, and uh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel as well um, with the, the pandemic, so I think everyone's getting a little bit excited. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed everything goes to plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going to plan is not really what any of us have <laughs> experienced over the last year, but there you go. Um, one bit of good news and suddenly everyone gets excited. Um, how's the uh, how's the last year been for you? Because I don't think we've, we've spoken um, properly. I mean, we're obviously Messenger and stuff, but actually spoke properly is probably, probably February of last year at the uh, Ipswich show, I think. Yeah, was that the last show? Was that when uh, my Russell Brad was that? Yeah, yeah, because uh, you were you had the concussion on the the last show that we did, the Yarmouth one, because it's supposed oh, to be yeah. you, you and Mark. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that was that sounded fun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. That. Yeah. So how's the uh, how's the last year been for you? Uh, it's not been too bad, to be fair. I've got a dog, so. That's kept me on my toes. I've seen, I've seen the dog. <laughs> the dog is yeah. wonderful. <laughs> little Shih Tzu name, Winnie. Yeah, I've seen the Instagram page. It's uh, it's, it's delightful. It's yeah, I think she's got more followers than me now. So Not surprising, mate. Dog's on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was tempted to change all the DOA social media to like dog pages for like a month just to boost the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> probably do the trick so <laughs> yeah, that's it um so just talk me through for a sec then so um because i don't think we've ever really had this conversation and you you told me a moment ago this is the first podcast you've done so yourself getting into wrestling uh how did how did that how did that happen were you a fan from a really young age and then kind of decided that was definitely what you're going to do or, or how did that kind of come about yeah, so I've got two older brothers, so basically they were watching wrestling before I came along, so pretty much I don't even have my first memory of wrestling, I've liked it literally ever since I've been born pretty much. And yeah. then wrestling with them, we always used to get a bouncy castle at the weekends, one of my dad's mates had a uh, company, so we'd always spend the weekends wrestling on a bouncy castle, all around the house with uh, tin cans and stuff, hitting each other with bacon tins. <laughs> um, my first actual introduction into 
pro wrestling, like training wise, um, you know, what's his name? Um, Parliament. Richards, yeah. Yeah, Richard Parliament. He started um, a wrestling school over in Clacton. Yeah. I only lasted about two months, unfortunately, but that was um, my first introduction there. Me and a few mates went over there, but because of low numbers, they had to shut the doors. I think yeah. there was like eight of us training at the time. Then mm. I had a break um, for about three or four years, and then SOS started, and that was in my hometown, so it was a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, it's always always handy, isn't it? it Harwich kind of became a little bit of a uh, an unexpected little hub for for wrestling. Yeah, it's got nothing else going on, but wrestling. For yeah, some it's reason. kind of tucked away <laughs> and <laughs> tucked away there, and uh, and somehow has got this uh, you know wrestling scene happening in Harwich. Kind of came out of nowhere. So you you started training, and you're alongside several of those. Uh, the, the guys from there, sort of Harry Mann and, and guys like that. Did you know those guys prior to starting training there, or did you meet those guys through that? Well, I actually went to training with Harry's older brothers because uh, Harry's one of Harry's brothers is my best mates in school. So, oh, okay. so first met yeah. through wrestling, and then and his other older brother, he wrestles as Dover Court Dragon. Yes, yeah, I've, I've seen, yeah. Yeah, so me, um, Rob, Brad, the Dove Court Dragon, or Rogan, as he used to be called, he's now Alan yep. Manson, um, and Cobra, we went over there, yeah. and um, it took up about t- a month or two months, and then unfortunately the school's closed. Yeah. But I wasn't really aware of any other schools around the area, so... Mm. Yeah, so I suppose the, at that time, the closest probably would have been either either kind of heading up to Norwich or down to, to London, I guess, around that time. Yeah, I don't really have much knowledge of like local wrestling at all, because yeah. there's never really been shows near us. I know XWA run Colchester uh, a few times, but because in Harwich it was never posted or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, and now you can't bloody, well, pandemic aside, you can't move for shows around that area. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult trying to pick a weekend where there isn't five other shows on in the air within an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's spoiled for choice now. Which is yeah, not, that's it. But... So your your first. Uh, so how long into training were you before you had your first proper match in front of a crowd? Um, probably about six weeks. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, me and um, <laughs> Harry Man, we had our first match in front of like a cat. It was a camp show. Yeah, there quite a few people there. We weren't really expecting. I went in um, to the show that day, just thinking, oh, probably be about ten kids watching us, and then there was probably yeah. about 150 fans there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch the show back. I reckon it was awful, but... Well, the thing is, like, I, I, I don't know if you you agree with this, but when a crowd bigger. You know, you have the adrenaline more so, and if anything, it's it's more comfortable than if there's no one there. Like if there's only ten people. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because there's more noise. Uh, obviously, that's better for you. Yeah, and then uh, sort of the the adrenaline and everything's easier to get in the in the zone, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So you were wrestling at 
SOS initially. Yeah, that's correct. And so, so the, then that kind of follow on from that was Wrestle League, right? So that yeah. was kind of part of it, but linked to it to SOS, but not. <laughs> well, SOS was basically like a feeder since like the training school for Wrestle League. Yeah. So once you've turned pro, you'd be working the Wrestling League shows and getting paid. Okay. And that was... Um, so again, so, so a, lot of you, uh, a lot of the same guys were obviously on the Wrestling League shows and I know they brought in a few sort of um, names and things that, you know, to those shows as well. Uh, what were some of your sort of early sort of highlights and early matches that you were really really proud or really happy with any in particular that stand out um so my first actual pro match was against kip sabian uh, okay nice um so yeah that was awesome he was He's really fun. nice guy put me over on twitter after as well which don't, I didn't don't say. <laughs> He's a nice guy he's conned everyone into thinking he is <laughs> he's the biggest cunt i know <laughs> I'll tell everybody. <laughs> he's been nothing but good to me, but yeah, he's, he's, been around. he's, he's, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right, dickhead. <laughs> uh, just, I'm just going to take this opportunity to bury him every chance I get. <laughs> yeah, it's not not like he's doing anything with his wrestling career now, is it? So, what else going on? So, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was your your first say first pro match, getting paid and. Yeah. So that went well then, I'm guessing. Pardon? I'm guessing that went well if you said that uh, feedback was good after it. Yeah, he gave me some good feedback and obviously he put me over on Twitter, which I didn't expect. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think my next match was against Ashley Dunn. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is really fun. I would love to work. We've only had one match. I think we had a multi man match later on. Where we worked yeah. together, but um, since then, that's only been our first, that's the only singles match we've had. Yeah. So that was one that, that nearly happened um, at DOA, but didn't. Um, still plenty of time. Yeah, still plenty, still plenty of time. Uh, I know he was um, taking some time off because um, obviously he had a. Uh, had his his daughter and everything and, and that's great and he was taking some time off and the, the pandemic came along right around that time so that's given him the time off so we'll see he might be uh, raring to go with everyone else when things start up again um, okay so you uh, any other sort of highlights from, from your early matches any any uh, any particular kind of stories anything you're you're really happy with in those early early matches I've got quite lucky with the names that I've um, been put against earlier on. I think Chris Ridgway was like my second or third match. Right, okay. Um, and then I've worked multiple names um, that I've been fortunate enough to get in the ring with and get feedback from. But probably yeah. the biggest match that I've had so far would be against Joseph Connors, but that was, that was about two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, Connors, Connors is a cool guy. Yeah, he's, he was at the top of my list to work in the UK. Um, mm. And uh, he didn't disappoint. 
yeah, little little known fact, Connor's wrestled for the DOA title one time. Yeah, I do remember seeing that pop up on, on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> a tiny little show, but he wish he hadn't bothered. But there you go. <laughs> it was uh, it was an it was an interesting evening, uh, shall we say? Uh, okay, so then you your DOA debut was kind of. Um, Quite a funny story because it was actually decided on about halfway through the show, if you remember. Yeah, <laughs> so you got your gear on, yeah. Yeah, it's in the car. All right, go get it. <laughs> well, that's what that's what they say. Always bring your gear. Always, bring, you ever go to a show? Always take your gear, even if you're not scheduled to be on it, because you just never fucking know, never know what's going to come up. Yeah, it's a, a lesson learned. A couple of people have I've gone to in the past and said right have you got your gear and they're like no and then uh, an opportunity went to someone else you know and they they, re- they regret it so yeah that's a lesson for everybody always take your gear um so you ran in at the end of the main event between Brad Slayer and Damien that's correct and, yep yeah and joined joined the purge group which you were you were part of for for quite a while so uh how was that yeah, that was good fun. Good, good to get um, to work with Brett. Yeah. At the time, there was only three of us in the group, wasn't there? So I think around that time, there was so it was Brett, yourself. Um, I think Amara was still there. Oh yeah, I remember. And. Um, Dracul was in his last few shows because he was part of the the four on four at Ipswich College. Yeah, still around at that time, and then he left, and then we brought Xander in the group after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the one of the main things for me when when bringing yourself in because I'd seen that you'd done matches with Kip and, and you know other people and I've seen a, a little bit of your, your stuff not loads admittedly I've seen, a, seen a, a little bit and what I'd seen I liked but one of the main things for me was was seeing you do a bit more character work and, and, and stuff with that. and that's what The Purge was kind of all about um, and I think it's a, a position that you've kind of grown into as a, as a really good really good heel oh thank you <laughs> That was, that was kind of. I don't know if you you recall me sort of telling you I just need you to be a nasty cunt. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the extent of, of what I what I needed from it really. Um, but yeah, I mean that was. I, I thought that was fun. I thought it was um, it was one of those situations that maybe came about just because I'd seen uh, a picture and you had the the mask. And it looked kind of horror-like, and I was like, like that, "That that guy can go in here, you know, and and that will fit nicely." Um, but now you've kind of broken away from from that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the mask died um, at an Apex show when I took it off, and accidentally flung it at the floor, and it just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, so from that, you is talking through DOA a little bit, so you. Need Damien in the head, I believe. Yeah, I did turn on him, but I, I got cheered for it. I think yeah. I think I was turning babyface, but it was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was just quite strange. They cheered that, and then within a few minutes, 
of that match, we did the original Purge lineup reunion, and then people twigged that it was actually the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was Damien doing the uh, doing the turn and joining Jack and, and Hex again, um, which which was uh, which went down really well. But it kept you, and I think from that point, I think that's where we were kind of standing you on your own two feet you know and, and without the group around you and solo good series you know you had um the the briefcase win over ali yeah a right. into his house. <laughs> and then the actual cash in which was on uh kelly six after he'd just beaten ashley dunn so that's where the, the, the match you know didn't happen with uh with Ashley Dunham and the cash-in happened on that night. How was how was that? Yeah, no, it was really good. Well, that finding out, I think he took me to a side not too long before the show started and told me, mm. uh, obviously, the plan. But, yeah. yeah. All... Hello, you there? Hello, yeah. <laughs> I lost you for a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I remember you taking me to a side and telling me, obviously, the plan for the evening. Yeah. Um, so I think I worked Ali okay um, in the opening match for the briefcase, and then yeah. I beat him. And then after Kelly Six won the belt, I came out, cashed in, and then got a good uh, heat reaction from the crowd. That was good fun. Yeah, I think the. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure the the whole briefcase cash in thingy, the the whole money in the bank concept. Um, I see a lot of people sort of saying, you know, maybe it's, it's something that's, that's run its course. But then every single time anyone actually does the cash-in part, it always gets a, it always gets a reaction. So it's, it's kind of, well, do you like the idea or not? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always exciting to see. It's even with the Miz winning at, um, at the weekend, just gone, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone, like, to be honest, probably no one would have chosen for the Miz to win the title right now. But... It 100% suddenly got everybody talking, so it's done its job, really. I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need is people talking about your product, no? Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's exactly what what they did. They got a talking point. They got everybody, you know, like it, like it or hate it, you know, uh, watching. So so it worked. Um, so then after that was the your run with the the. Adrenaline Division title. Any particular sort of highlights that stand out in that? Um, I had quite a few matches. I think I've worked with. Oh, I wouldn't say one of their names. Um, unfortunately, can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, but that was. <laughs> I think on your referring to. It was. It was a good match, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> I won't talk about that person. No, me and um, Ali OK had a match for it, which was fun. In Yarm. Yeah, uh, I think that was not too long before the, sh- the lockdown. That was the Christmas show, I believe. Was it? Yeah, my memory's not too great at the moment, thinking about because obviously it was over <laughs> two years ago now, near enough. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed my match with Brad that we had in Ipswich. Because that's kind yeah. of where my career started. I attacked him in the same building. And then, yeah, exactly. So it was kind of, kind of full circle. Yeah. Um, 
and it was nice it's sort of champion versus champion main event we we kind of that was the main match hyped on that show you know for that reason you know champion versus champion should be a big deal and it was a really it was a really good match i know brad was really looking forward to it and was really happy with it afterwards so uh so yeah it was uh it was definitely a highlight yeah and the show we done in cambridge for the the tournament was fun as well getting to work with um quite a few different names there yeah so that was interesting and beating jack in a matter of seconds <laughs> yeah bless him yeah, but the thing is with that, you know, that that worked for for that tournament, you know, because then it's it's you're going into that final match having wrestled for about five seconds, you know. Yeah, being kind of, man and match. Yeah, exactly, and and it, it worked, and I think that's that story really worked, and Jack was was you know really happy with it as well as to how it came came across. Um, it was slightly before you you won the title, but I remember you and Tengu was really good. Oh Cambridge. yeah, that's good. That really was good. Yeah, because we I, we wanted that match for a little while, and then you had just randomly announced it. I was like, oh, awesome! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some sometimes I give the game away a little bit early and message people like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. And other times I just I just throw things up there and just you know in the hope that people. Uh, get ex- as excited as uh, as I do. Um, so I'm like a little child sometimes. I get I get myself excited about things. <laughs> so you've spent the entirety of lockdown with the uh, with the only remaining uh, championship belt from the very start of the company, the last one to to be updated. And you've been sat there with that the blue the old blue belt. The tattered blue belt sitting there, and the shiny new one sitting here in my living room. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's just waiting for you, mate. It's waiting for you, and hopefully, it won't be too long until we can, uh, we can get that, get some. Uh... The thing is, when we start announcing matches, you know, for the shows coming back, it's all going to be all these these old promo pictures of people. <laughs> Yours are going to be with a with a with a belt you're not going to be using anymore, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be fun though. When getting that new belt, getting the photos done, I can't wait. She looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm um, maybe biased, but I do think it looks like the best belt you've got. So, <laughs> I, I always think that whenever a new one arrives, whenever you get a new one, suddenly that's then my favourite. But when the when we got the the heavyweight title updated, I was I thought I was superb, and then we got the tags done, and I really liked them. Uh, <laughs> the the new women's championship is actually really really nice as well. Uh, so, oh, awesome! Have you got that yet, or is that on its way? That's that's been ordered. It's on its way, and uh, yeah, I can I can send you the uh, the design. It's uh, it, it's really really nice, and I'm looking forward to to getting that one as well. And awesome. uh, so when the shows come back, what's the uh, what's the the idea? What's the um, are there particular matches that you're you're hoping to have? Particular opponents, um, particular goals in mind for when things get back up and running? Within DNA or just in general? Or DOA? Sorry. Yeah, get it right, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, in general and and obviously within DOA 
Yeah, no, it was because I was thinking of, I had a match with Ash Draven and I'd really like to yeah. go again with him uh, in a DOA ring for the belt. So I think, obviously, he's had the title before and I just want to prove myself as the best Adrenaline Division champion that there has been. Mm-hmm. As well as okay. getting it. So, Ashley done, all the top guys that have held the belt in the division. So, there we go then. There's the there's the challenge laid down, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, every previous Adrenaline Division champion, you want you want to go one-on-one with them, right? Prove you're the best. Yeah, exactly. So well, let's uh, let's have a look. So who who are we calling out? We're calling out. <laughs> we're calling out uh, Kelly Six. Kelly Six. Ashley, Ashley Dunn. Dunn. Jody Ash Fly. Jody Fleisch, Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ali. Ali, okay. Uh, I already Mark beat him. He's at the back of the line. Mark Lloyd. Yep. Yeah. I want to get in the ring with him. Uh, prior to that was Ash Draven. Prior to that, Peter Nixon. Yeah, I've done a bit with Peter Nixon at uh, Cambridge show, but we weren't one-on-one, so I'd love to do that match. Yeah, and prior to that, uh, Alex Young was the first Adrenaline Division champion. Oh, sweet. We've not had Alex Young in the DOA ring for a while, so who knows? We'll shout them all out on this, uh, we'll tag them in this interview, get them to listen, see if we can get some responses from people and try and get those matches happening, what do you reckon? Yeah, definitely, let's do it. Yeah, nice one. Uh, outside of, of DOA, any any particular opponents? I say outside of DOA, there's no reason why any people that haven't already worked for DOA can't come in and work for DOA. Obviously, the door is open. But in general, any uh, any particular opponents or any goals that you have, other companies, other bits and bobs as well? Um, as for opponents, I've been quite lucky to um, step in a ring with quite a few of the names that I've I've wanted to. Like, I've got to wrestle Cara Noir, which was a big one for me. Yeah, he's unbelievable, um, match psychology-wise and in the ring. Um, but mainly my goals are just to get out there, uh, get on as many shows as possible, wrestle as many people as possible. That's another one as well. Cara Noir, prior to being Cara Noir, also wrestled for DOA. Uh, Tom uh, Dawkins. Was it Tom Dawkins? Yeah, 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 when he was black belt, Tom Dawkins, yeah. Yeah, had a, had a great match for, for DOA, which is available on the YouTube channel. Go and subscribe if you haven't already. Cheap plug, cheap plug. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, mate. Um, off the top of my head, well, a lot of them are signed now, so I'm not sure what the possibilities would be of getting in the ring with them. Yeah. Well, I don't really know. I don't know what the, the restrictions are for, for a lot of people um, because it seemed like, especially with the NXT UK stuff, that prior to the pandemic, it almost seemed like there were two kind of tiers. So there were those that were kind of exclusive and then those that were still working independent shows outside of that. So I don't know what the restrictions are um, for a lot of those guys, but I guess we'll find out when things open up again as to whether they're you know, on shows or not. Yeah. Another one that I'd like to wrestle is uh, Gene Money. I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a uh, definitely a character. Yeah, that he's, damn uh, 
Yeah, he, he came and uh, he, he did a, one of the Yarmouth shows. Um, had a match against Big Joe that was uh, <laughs> that was really good fun. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely a interesting <laughs> interesting character. Um, and actually, quite a surprising one for you to pull out of the hat. Really, it's not the type of uh, person that I expected you to to come out with. No, well, I've worked closely with him before because he um, used to run a promotion called Clash that I worked for. Um, and I was announced to wrestle him just before the lockdown was announced. Oh, okay. So hopefully that's a match that I can get back um, when everything's back to normal. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, that's definitely one I've been looking forward to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, um, that's definitely a match that, uh, that I'd be looking forward to um, and, look, and looking out for. And maybe if it doesn't happen elsewhere, then we'll... Uh, We'll get in touch with him. See <laughs> he's up for up for coming back. Um, have you been uh, Have you been keeping up with with the sort of wider world of wrestling that has been happening WWE and uh, AEW, all that kind of stuff? Watching much over the last year? Yeah, I'll try and catch as much uh, WWE as possible. I always record um, AEW. I'll try and keep up to date with what they're doing. I don't always get a chance to watch it, but. The main things I do watch is just NXT. Yeah. Um, I mean, what... Do you, are you enjoying NXT at the moment? Because I kind of feel like it's taken a little bit of a... little bit of a dip. It doesn't... I don't know. I, I think that it's good. I mean, Adam Cole turning was good. Um, you know, the sort of top program always seems to be good. But I don't know. It just seems like it's on a bit of autopilot a little bit. Uh, the last few months at the minute i think we've got the tag division and everything a lot of new people coming in but i'm loving uh cameron grimes <laughs> yeah he's superb isn't he yeah i've always been a massive fan since he's come back with his new gimmick as well that's brilliant yeah i think that there's there's people in nxt that are really good um but I, yeah I, i'm leaning towards it. it's, it's been a little bit stale for me over the last few months the, the tag division seems... I mean, MSK coming in, that's, that's cool. Yeah, they're um, awesome. That's the first time I've seen them wrestle. I don't really watch Impact, so I knew of them, but it's the first time I've seen them wrestle. They look pretty good. Yeah, um, I enjoy I enjoy their, their stuff. Um, I think that the tag division, though, has been, for a few months, a little bit, a little bit boring. For me, I didn't like considering that their tag division used to be the best tag division in the world. Yeah, with you know DIY Revival, American Alpha. At that point, it was it was insane, um, and some of the best tag wrestling that seen for years. And then it kind of, I don't know, kind of stagnated a little bit for me. Hopefully, it can. Uh, I, I enjoyed the Dusty Classic final with um, Grizzled Young Veterans. That was good. Yeah, they were all. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that sort of can turn the division around a little bit. Um, thoughts on uh, on WrestleMania this year? You looking forward to it? I am. I'm a bit. Um, well, last year I was actually supposed to go to WrestleMania until like a week, two weeks before when we found out we can't go, which is gotten. So it's been the first yeah. WrestleMania that I was going to go to. Everything was paid for. All the money was saved up, ready to go. Literally, yeah. All I had to do was exchange my money, and then. COVID hit. 
Yeah, I think I think actually Brad was scheduled to go over to America as well around that time, um, and seeing him recently sharing um, the countdowns that he was doing last year to go in, and I was like, oh, man, that's depressing. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's going to be two nights again this year. Yeah, um, I don't and know what should... the event would be. Obviously, Edge versus um, Reigns would be. Second night, I reckon, closer, which would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would hope that the the nights are um, main evented by the two Rumble winners, so they each main event a night. I yeah, think that would be Sasha Banks, uh, Bianca Belair would be really good. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be. A good way of doing it with the two Rumble winners each main event in a night. Um, I can't see the Miz keeping the title and wrestling, defending it at WrestleMania. I can't see it. Happen. I think it well, rumored yeah. wise, it's supposed to be an attack match with Bad Bunny, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I actually on the first episode of the. Uh, the Book of Man podcast, which is still available to listen to, cheap plug again. Um, I it, it was prior to the Elimination Chamber, and I did my um, what I would book at WrestleMania card, and the Miz was nowhere near the main event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would have uh, booked him in the main event. Yeah, but... exactly. I I can actually see because Monday on Raw, so in uh, a day's time from recording this, by the time this gets released will have already happened um but the uh, the match between miz and bobby lashley i can actually see lashley winning the title to be honest yeah same here unless the miz gets dq'd or something yeah i just think they've they've spent the last, they've spent the entirety of the pandemic making bobby lashley ridiculously strong um He's been booked yeah, he's better been than in, um, the last few months. His, his feud with Riddle, he just looked like an absolute beast. Yeah, he, he's made Riddle look like an absolute jobber. And, <laughs> and, and then put the title on Riddle. It's like, come on, surely you put the title belts on people when they've got a little bit of momentum. But no. Um, but yeah, I think I could see Lashley winning the title and defending at WrestleMania. It's then a case of do you do Lashley and Drew? Or does Drew and Sheamus go to WrestleMania um, to kind of settle their thing? Or do you wrap that up at Fast Lane and then do Drew and I don't know. Um, I'd like in a in a fantasy booking world, I think I'd like to finally get Lashley and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah. That'd be that would cool. be cool. A good way to bring Lesnar back. Um, yeah, that would that would be cool. Um, but who, but who knows? I'm definitely intrigued as to what way they go with it. Um, did you see? Did you see Oscar getting a tooth knocked out? Um, what was that? Shanna Baszler kicked her in the face. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. She actually got a tooth knocked out. I didn't see hear about yeah. that. But... Yeah, knocked the tooth out. <laughs> Blimey! Smashed one of your two front teeth in. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All in a night's work. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Shanna Baszler. She was better in NXT, I think. But I'm yeah, really she was. Sure. Yeah, she's been. She was booked there, wasn't she? She was booked as the kind of 
dominant. Um, you know, they could they could have done it with her if they'd had her beat Becky um, last year. Yeah, just built her up because her versus Asuka one on one would be insane if they'd booked it right. But at the minute, it's not really interest. She's she's kind of too far down the totem pole now, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, Knocking about with Nia Jax. Yeah. Which is never going to be interesting. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm an advocate advocate for the uh, for you know big figured people. Yeah, she's she's just fucking terrible. Yeah, I do struggle. So much. Yeah, and I could forgive it if she was like had loads of personality and was really entertaining, but she's not got that going for her either. Um, so yeah, happy to to bury Nia Jax. <laughs> Why not? Along with, along with Kip, the fucker. <laughs> uh, right, so. We've discussed everything with regards to you getting into wrestling. We've discussed, you know, some of your highlights. We've discussed what you want to do when you come back. We've discussed a little bit of WWE. Um, is there is there any other wrestling that you watch other than sort of the big two companies? Do you do you check out? New Japan stuff. Do you watch? You said you don't really watch Impact. Any anything else that you you keep your eye on? Um, I try and check out New Japan um, when they do their bigger shows. I always tend to watch Wrestle Kingdom. I find it hard to follow because it's too much to catch up with. Um, like working full time and that, trying to get watch it all. Um, but I like yeah. just back and watching the old SmackDown episodes from like two thousand two thousand four. <laughs> yeah yeah i do the same and the thing is you, i watch a lot of old stuff um i watch it with with just rose tinted glasses i just watch it because i i remember watching it and how i felt watching it when i was younger that yeah. to me to me it's so much better it's probably in the grand scheme of things not that it's you know that much better but in my mind it is yeah, because exactly. I remember watching it when I was younger, which was probably a few years before you were watching it. Because <laughs> I'm a bit of an old man, but <laughs> yeah, I do like going back and watching that, the older stuff, um, watching old WrestleManias, watching old episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Um, big fan of Jamie Noble. I remember recently we were watching um, a few of them, a few of my mates came around. We were watching Jamie Noble's feud. Um, on SmackDown, which was quite funny, to seeing him how he reacts. <laughs> yeah, he was he was good. He, he he was just that little bit too small to ever kind of in WWE to break above that the you know the the cruiserweight division and things really. But he was he was really fucking good. Yeah, I need to go back and check out some of his Ring of Honor stuff because apparently that was really good. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. Um, bits of that stuff, um, but yeah, I, I also heard it was uh, it was really good. Who would you say were the uh, the main sort of people that you maybe your sort of style or your um, 
I don't want to say you know move set and things, but just generally your your wrestling persona, your style and things. Who who are the kind of influences on that? Do you think? Um, so that's kind of a hard one of people that um that I look up to. Like my top sort of favorite wrestlers would be like Eddie Guerrero, Edge, um, Rey Mysterio. No, I can't do half the stuff he can. Nowhere near. But um... this is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks they can, um, but it never quite looks as good. I mean, how many people have you seen in the world do a uh, a six one nine and do it as well as he does it? It just doesn't happen, does it? No, you know? in a couple of matches, and I've always watched it back. So, like, no, that's not that's not good enough. I ain't doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, big Bret Hart fan. Just yeah. ring wise, um, massive Austin fan. Okay. So when you you your first sort of early memories of watching wrestling, what sort of year time? What sort of time frame would that have been when you got into it? Um. Probably been around '96 when I sort of started remembering stuff. Yeah, um, a, little bit, a little bit later than me, but um, I can see where the Bret Hart love comes from. <laughs> yeah, I just remember growing up, my brother, uh, my oldest brother, he just hated Shawn Michaels and yeah. loved Bret Hart, and I didn't really know why until obviously I've sort of found out why because he's screwed. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, Shawn Michaels for me, I heard a, a good um, a good analogy of the pair of them that, that Bret Hart was the better wrestler, but Shawn Michaels was the better performer. And I, I, I think I probably agree with that. Yeah, I love Shawn Michaels. He's amazing. Probably the best of all time. But <laughs> Yeah, I think I think his, I actually think his second run, so from 2002 until whatever year it was, uh, Mania 26 when he retired I think that run was better than his first run yeah definitely his matches with Undertaker I don't think they they can be topped really no I mean I was asked the other day um, about you know if you could show a, a non-wrestling fan one match that for me Shawn Michaels Undertaker Wrestlemania 25 would be the go-to straight away yeah I don't think there's ever been a better WrestleMania match. And how that match didn't... I mean, how would you follow that? Imagine standing backstage and you've got to follow that. <laughs> You'd just be gutted, wouldn't you? Well, it's just not possible, is it? It's just no. not possible at all. <laughs> okay, then, mate. Well, it's been really nice chatting to you. It's really nice having a catch-up. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's been good to... Uh, Good fun finding out a few things that I didn't even know, um, which is probably my bad. I never asked, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been nice having a, having a bit of a catch up, and uh, and hopefully it won't be too long before um, we'll reunite in person, and obviously people will get to see you in the ring again um, with the new Adrenaline Division Championship proudly around your waist, and uh, and yeah, hopefully within the next few months um, we'll all go back to some kind of normal yeah fingers crossed yeah 
definitely fingers crossed seems to be light at the end of the tunnel get us all vaccinated get us back to shows doing what we uh doing what we do best yeah <laughs> yeah well when is it june we're looking at hopefully so hopefully sometime this summer we get a chance to do it yeah so it's supposed to be june 21st provided nothing gets put back um I think I think some people are very very brave announcing shows for late June, early July. Yeah, um, some posters about just shaking my head. So I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why you. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I will. I will make a decisions a bit closer to the time. Um, I get really excited and stuff, but you got to be realistic, and yeah, we haven't had the best yeah. of luck with <laughs> with this yeah. lockdown, so. It's got to be up to Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's obviously it's great that everyone's being optimistic. You know, after everyone being so negative over the last year and it seemed like nothing would ever go back to normal, it's great to see people getting excited and people being optimistic. But the worst thing would be, you know, we get told okay, you can go back to normal. And then it happens too soon, and we end up back in a lockdown again. You know, yeah. people jump the gun. Yeah, we've put up with it this long. Let's make sure that when we come out of it, we stay we can out. Go back, go back to normal. We can stay out of it, and we can all kind of move on. You know, and to be fair, if that means that, you know, I've got to stand a meter away from someone still when we're queuing in a supermarket or wearing a mask into into places for a little while but generally can go back to most normal things then so be it you know um i don't need to be i don't need to be in strangers personal space anyway so i'm cool with that <laughs> yeah no i'm quite a, a recluse when it comes to that sort of thing i'm quite a shy guy so i'm happy keeping space between me and most people <laughs> if if it means that people have learned nothing more than being a little bit cleaner and you know washing their hands a bit more frequently then you know happy days yeah exactly <laughs> the grotty bastards <laughs> <laughs> right mate well it's been an absolute pleasure um this will be um i'm gonna check what's what's today's date today. so it's february so this is the last day of the month right yeah first of the month tomorrow yeah so this will drop on the 6th this will drop on saturday next saturday uh, so keep your eye out for that and obviously get sharing this will go up on um spotify google podcast apple podcast everywhere that you can uh, find podcasts so uh so tell your friends to come and listen to your talk which they probably do anyway beautiful but get them to get them to have a listen i hate the <laughs> sound of my voice but i'll give it a listen back <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, I'm the opposite, mate. I love the sound of my voice. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's, it's like hot honey. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate, that's, that's me finished being weird. Right, I'll uh, I'll let you get on with your day, mate. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for doing this. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. All right, take it easy, mate. And you. See you soon. So there you go. That was my 
uh, interview with Dexter. It was really great to have a catch up with uh, with him, the DOA Adrenaline Division champion, laying down a few challenges in that one as well. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed it uh, myself having a, having a chat with him. So um, let's talk what's to come. So uh, this Monday, uh, I'm going to be dropping a, a little bonus show, um, a little bonus episode where I'm going to be reviewing uh, AEW Revolution, uh, which could be could go one of both ways. I think there's some stuff on there that could be really good. I'm interested in seeing, interested in seeing who the big signing is, and also looking forward to seeing Sting's return to the ring and a few other little bits as well that I'm intrigued about. Um, morbid curiosity about the main event, obviously. Um, so we're going to watch that, and uh, and I'll be reviewing that on Monday. Uh, and actually, what I'm going to do on Monday, it wasn't the scheduled uh, interview that um, next week I've got a, a different guest, which will be revealed on on social media. Uh, but this Monday, uh, I'm actually going to drop the the first interview that I that I recorded. It was a test interview to kind of kind of get into the swing of things, uh, but it's previously unreleased. This was recorded uh, actually recorded a couple of months back while the uh, the idea of this podcast was still coming to, together um, so so I'm going to actually be uh, providing you with my interview that was recorded a little while back uh, with uh, former DOA UK tag team champion uh, member of the uh, the Forgotten and the Purge I'll be bringing my interview with none other than Jack E. Hyde uh, this Monday, along with the AEW Revolution uh, review as well. So I hope you will uh, will come back and uh, and have a listen to that. I hope you've really enjoyed this show, uh, and I look forward to uh, to bringing you the next episode of the DOA Bookerman podcast. And as I said earlier, like, subscribe, and let us know what you think. Uh, really enjoyed. Had some great feedback so far. Um, I know there's, uh, I'm still fixing things up and trying to get things right. And uh, uh, so obviously open to all all uh, feedback from, from you guys. So, uh, so I hope you enjoy and I will see you next time. Stay safe and uh, take care.